Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 23 of the Xbox Attic Podcast. And let's start with some introductions. Uh, let's start with uh, Variation. How's it going? That's me. That's me. Nice. <laughs> and then we've got Brent, or Symmetric. Hello. And then I've got two special guests tonight. Uh, Scratch from Hello. Xbox Me. Gamer.me. There you go. And then we've got yep. Deacon. He's sleeping over there. Hello. hello. <laughs> he, uh, you may call me, you may call me uh, the Velvet Voice if you'd like from uh, unscriptedxbox.com. Unscripted Xbox. I guess you got rid of the 360 from the days. Hey, I felt I felt like it was only right. You know what I mean? It's well, yeah. I mean, they're using the Xbox name, and a lot of these sites out there that are using the 360 name. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do, but they have to are change you, something. <laughs> are you saying yeah, that Brent right. and I aren't special guests? You guys are special guests. You guys are regular. <laughs> they're like not. Norm on Cheers. You know, you're always there. <laughs> And then you, you tell people to get off your chair and stuff like that, you know, buzz off kind of thing. So uh, basically Scratch and Deacon are Xbox MVPs in the U.S. Um, I think Deacon lives in Texas, some Dallas. I was going to say Houston, but I think Uh-oh. I think your counterpart is in Houston, right? Yeah, uh, Danger? Yeah, Brandy, okay. And then Scratch lives near me a little bit more than everybody else. Uh, whereabouts? Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. So, uh, so basically, that these guys I've known for a little while now. They know the Xbox. They love it. The whole nine yards. Now, the thing came out last Friday. We've had time to sit around with the thing, play it, whatever. The thing, the thing, the, the Xbox <laughs> One, the twenty second. Oh yeah, the, the the thing we all waited for patiently for months. We got the. Some of us got to play it at E3. Uh, that were there. And um, it finally came out. Rub it in. It, well, yeah, Scratch wasn't there. I thought for sure you were going to be there. but I did not. Okay, no. And some of us can't go because of financial reasons or family reasons or whatever. But now that we have it, we're going to start with Deacon, and then we'll go sort of uh, around the... We'll start with our guests. What games have you been crazy for since launch? What, what game kind of drew you in? Well, um... You know, I was fortunate enough to get, you know, all of the games. You know, I was I was really specifically looking forward to playing uh, Crytek's Rise, Son of Rome. I mean, because there was so much, you know, controversy and all this other kind of stuff revolving around this game since E3. I mean, it started out with this QTE saga, and then they changed it, and then back and forth, back and forth. So, for me, man, Rise, Son of Rome was, was basically the game that I had to play just to see critics, you know, the reviews and all this other kind of madness that they were saying about the game was true. And quite honestly, it's not true. I won't get into that, but I mean, I happen to, that's, that's the game. Uh, dude, we're going to get into it later. Okay, well, that, that's <laughs> right now, that I stupid thing is, is doing 60 on Metacritic, and I'm like, and I, I'm on your side of the fence, but I'll get to me in a minute, but, so Rise has been the one that uh, flipped your monkey, if you will. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely, man, definitely. definitely. It's been the launch game for me. I mean, with a close runner-up to uh, Dead Rising 3, and I'll tell you, I'll be honest, man, those are the only two that I've, you know, just been knee-deep into. I played a little bit of Forza, Motorsport 5. I haven't even touched Zoo Tycoon. So, yeah, Rise and uh, Dead Rising 3, man, two of the heavy hitters. Cool. What about you, Scratch? You've had a week? Yeah, yeah. I got uh, I have a bunch of games. I got, I got a bunch I haven't even 
played yet because like Deacon, I'm about the same in the same situation. Um, I kind of got hooked on Rise when I started it. Um, looking around on <clears throat> on different forums and stuff, like if you read reviews, everybody says, "Oh, it's you know, it's not doing so well." But I couldn't find anybody saying anything bad about it. And you know, normal people reading online in forums and things like that, everybody loves it. So I was like, "Well, I've got. It. Let me try it." And then I kind of stuck with that in the later part of the week. Did you finish the campaign? <clears throat> No, I was. I keep getting sidetracked with Power Star Golf, actually, because. Oh yeah, I did beat uh, some of your uh, uh, your strokes on that, by the way. Don't I'll have to fix that when I get home. <laughs> uh, so that's I kinda cool. Got, I kind of got sidetracked with Power Star Golf because I could just you know grab it quick, shoot a few holes, and like the way that game just shows every every shot, there's like a record of somebody's to beat. That's right on your friends list, and it just yeah. drives you, keeps you going. And... I was a little bummed it didn't have you know multiplayer. So you could do it in real time, but I'll settle for the rivals mode. It's all right. I've been, I've been kind of stuck on those too. I did, I did play Dead Rising three about, I don't know, for an hour or two, but uh, pretty much it's been Power Star Golf and Rise after that. Really cool. What about and, you, Brent? Uh, what about you? Well, we'll go real quick around the table, then we'll start yeah, we're throwing good. We're good. in, uh, we'll start throwing in the why and becauses, so to speak. Uh, Brent, what, uh, what have you been playing? What's your well, big games for me were Forza, because huge race fan, art fan, and stuff like that. And then the uh, Battlefield 4, it's just, it's been so much fun to play that on the one. Cool. And uh, Killer Instinct, just because... You've been yeah, dying to play that game. You For decades, man. I remember for, sitting yeah. with, with, with him at the, the, the reveal, or the, the not the reveal, but the um, E3 showing. And when they showed that, Brent... I think jumped out ten feet off his chair. Oh, I came near had a heart attack. Oh yeah, he he was screaming like. <laughs> well, that was like and I sat there and I went. I think I went deaf first of all, but I was like, Sorry. no, but that's okay because me, I didn't grow up with Killer Instinct. I, you know, I I, I didn't go through the Killer Instinct thing, which a lot of gamers mm. have, but. I, I, I went, well, okay, it's a fighting game, sure, DOA was cool, Soul Calibur, whatever, but I didn't quite get it, you know, until I started right. talking to people and stuff like that. So those are the big, the big three, Forza. The big three for me. What yep. about you, Adam? Uh, kind of a bit of everything. I've, I've been putting a lot of time into Battlefield, a lot more than I thought I would. Um, even more so now, because I'm using the Smart Glass app for Commander Mode. Um, oh, I'm going through... And you're playing with me. Yeah, I've, I'm going through Dead Rising right now for review. Forza, I've been putting a little time into Killer Instinct, Golf, and uh, Assassin's Creed. I'm just I'm so hooked on that too. I haven't even opened. Uh, what was the other one? I haven't even opened. I haven't even started Rise yet. Oh, dude, you're missing out. I'll get there. It's just I'm I'm so hooked on Battlefield. And there's always someone on my friends that's playing. See, so. Adam, it's like a buffet. He just uh, <laughs> eats, eats a little bit of everything. Goes down the table and just. Grabs and moves, you know, kind of thing, which is fine. It's uh, Adam's that type of gamer. He'll try a bunch of little stuff and he'll get sucked into one a little bit. But I, I'm more of a one game kind of guy. Like I, I'm with, I'm with uh, Scratch and I'm sort of 50% Scratch and the other one with Deacon. I love Rise. I don't know what these people were smoking on these reviews. I, I did the, I played through the campaign. Did you finish it? You said you finished it, right, Deacon? Yeah, yeah, I finished it just the other day, as a matter of fact. I finished it, uh, yeah, a couple days ago, and Scratch, you haven't finished it yet, or you haven't? No, I haven't finished. I'm a little ways through. Okay, well, basically, How I'm playing the through... Campaign? What's that? How long's the campaign? I finished it, I'd say, in about, 
I don't know, less than eight hours, I guess. On yeah, that's probably around eight. That's not bad. It's so average. I, 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 I put it on the set, not the easiest difficulty, but the second one from the menu there and played through it. And uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I've been playing that. I've been playing Power Star Golf, so I've been, you know, seeing scratches, uh, drives, and putts and, <laughs> and all that stuff. So I'm, I just I, got I, some clubs, so... I, I'm a real golfer. I, I play golf in real life, so I, I immediately migrated towards the, the golf game, obviously, but... Uh, but with Rise, I want to talk about Rise a little bit because Deacon talked about, and then we'll jump into the other games a little bit, but Rise has been, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, guys, uh, from what you saw, like especially E3, I walked in there, I saw it with Brent, and we both sat there, the guy's yapping away about Rise, and he's showing the, the, the guys coming in with the shields and they're sh- throwing arrows and a little tiny bit about the combat, and I walked out of there, I was like, this, this, this is a launch title. Sure, it looks pretty, but I walked out of there disappointed. How'd you feel, Deacon? From I felt the same way. I mean, after E3, I, you know, it looks beautiful, which you know, I was. I'm pretty much like one of those uh, graphic whores, if you want to say. But um, yeah, same here. But like... I thought I thought it looked great. I was skeptical about the combat. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it just looked yeah. like it had so much potential, but. They were gonna miss it by just dumbing it down so much. Yeah, well, I, they had to, they after had... E3. I, I wasn't as hard on it as everybody else after E3, but I definitely wasn't like, oh my god, yeah, I gotta play this. Yeah, Outside me neither. Well, they had they had two problems when they showed it. The first was when they first showed it, it was originally just a Connect game, so I think a lot of that stigma carried over. And the second thing is the video they showed at first. It was almost all quick time stuff that they showed. They didn't really show much of the combat stuff. So I think yeah. a lot of people thought it was just quick time events. And that's oh, yeah. It. Well, that's what I thought it was. But Brant has to agree with me. He was right there. Oh, yeah. it, it, it was like, okay, um, okay. You know, and I, the next question I asked the guy, and I remember specifically asking him this, I said, to what level the gore is going to be at? Not that I needed to have blood flying all over the place, but I, <laughs> I asked the dude, I was like, it, what... Can you give me a, an indication on the level of gore this thing's going to have? Is it going to be Spartacus, sand and blood and sand level type stuff where anything goes, or is it, uh, you know, guys with sticks and there's no real, you know, any any crazy gore stuff or whatever? And the guy told me he says it's going to be relatively tame, and uh, that's why you can see bone. Oh, let me tell you now. It, it is not what that dude was telling me at all. <laughs> like I, I'm playing the game, and I'm like, okay, I think they cranked up the volume on this thing. They really went to, to town with the, the 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 crazy gore about the whole thing, right? So, I mean, if you were to summarize this, Deacon, I mean, and Scratch, you can chime in. And, well, yeah. How would you summarize this game for a person that's read all these reviews, sitting at sixty to? Uh, let's see, down to 30. <laughs> 30 percent. 30. Yeah, yeah. One dude. The highest score on that thing is 86 percent, and 30 is the bottom one. Oh what, man. What do you think, I, Deacon? What, what, or, or sorry, go ahead, Scratch. Go. Cool. I'm just gonna say, I've, I've, I can, I can, from a technical standpoint, I can see where some of them, like, I can see where. I mean, there's definitely room for some improvement, but I don't think that it deserves, you know, the 
the people 30%. Are not, yeah, people are, you know, uh, the people are not playing this because of some of those reviews. And I think that's like a huge injustice. I mean, is it, you know, there, there's, I've seen people complain that it's only 900p, whoopie do, rolling my eyes, even though you can't see it. But, um, you know, there's, there's certainly some room for improvement, like maybe some variety in some of the, you know, some of the, the characters that you fight against or whatever, you know, I, I've seen people complain about it and saying that, you know, all of the uh, people that you fight against, they all kind of look the same, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And they feel like, um, I think, it, I think Deacon was actually the one that mentioned this in a chat somewhere that made me realize that I think, didn't you say there was no zombie that was the same in Dead Rising 3 or something? Yeah, I actually sat down when we were at uh, the Xbox One tour that was in Dallas. I was like, you know what? They said this was true, so I'm going to sit here and watch all these zombies as they eat me up and stuff. <laughs> I couldn't find two that were alike, man. And you know what? The Even what's more impressive than that is just they all act differently. You know what I mean? It's not like that's cool. all the zombies, they each have like their own different type of AI, man. I think it's really impressive. That's cool. Yeah. So, so I mean, I can see where somebody complains, like, well, if it's next gen, you know, how come the Roman soldiers couldn't have been like they did with Dead Rising 3 and whatever, you know, okay, I'll give you that. But, but to me personally, like, I've, I've kind of come across this, like, mini obsession where I want to just try to wreck those combos up, like, you know, hit the A button to block the guy coming from behind me and just keep it rolling. I, yeah. I couldn't say how high I've gotten, but, like, I, I've... I've actually gotten to where, like, I'll restart or die on purpose to go back through and try and do it, you know, on a more perfect. Now, are you reviewing this game on your site? Uh, yeah, I have a guy that's uh, going to do it, yeah. Okay, so you haven't reviewed it yet. But Deacon has reviewed it. What, what score did you give it, Deacon? Uh, 8.5. I think that's reasonable. It's what, what, what are your pet peeves and things about Rise? And then we'll talk about the other games and get Brent to talk about Forza and stuff like that, but... Uh, what man? I mean, I, I I I still don't know what people. I mean, I read several of the reviews. And I was actually gonna post an article out that was sort of kind of taking these journalists uh, uh, to task with these big media sites. Yeah, yeah. Because if you go if you go and you read all of their reviews, each of them I read say, about four you know, of them. The gameplay was repetitive. The combat system was this and this and this. And then I researched, you know, subsequent reviews and earlier and previous reviews about, like, God of War, Dante's Inferno. You know, the games yeah. are sort of kind of the same genre. And they said the same thing about all those games. However, those games didn't get any points taken off for, for what they said Rise was. So I was like, you know what, I'm not going to listen to this. Yeah, wow. I mean, I mean, just what my positives were about the game, which is, I mean, it has an incredible story. I mean, if oh, yeah. you want to... Experience a game, and it, I mean, I don't know who the voice actors and the talent was behind this game, man, but they all did. I mean, they oh, did a fabulous job. I, mean, I believe every single one of those characters, man. I mean, they were you're flawless. I mean, oh yeah, like, man. yeah. Well, would you guys say then that Rise would be the Xbox One's most underrated quality oh, yeah. title? Then, oh, I by think, far, yeah. I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not just saying that either. You know, like I mean the. I, my, my, I'm going to give you guys my synopsis. I've been playing it. I finished the campaign. And then uh, once I was done, I was like, well, okay, it's not, not great. It's not bad. I wrote it in my review. But you guys can read it uh, when it comes out this week. But uh, the, the, the game, once you're done the single-player campaign, you're, you're, you're left with it. But have you guys tried the multiplayer with that? I have not. You have not? Oh yeah, that thing's awesome. I, I was playing with Ace Attorney yeah, this afternoon. 
Oh, it's great. It's good, man. It's like if you play Horde mode, I mean... Yeah, it it's awesome, Horde man. with Gladiators is basically what it is. And with a Batman type of combat system, me and him, we were doing um, double execution, so I'd hold the guy by the neck and he'd just... <laughs> you know, and it was like... We were sitting there laughing all afternoon. I sat there and I went... This is like the hidden gem of this game, is the multiplayer. The single player is cool, and it's great, and it's great voice acting, and the whole nine. But the multiplayer, you're like, wow, this is really cool. Now, the XP grinding is pretty nasty, but, uh, you know, for leveling up your gladiator or whatever. But, it's uh, you know, it's uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I, uh, I gave it an 82, 81, around there. So, it's a great game. I mean, it's... Uh, it looks great, and I described it as this: as Prince of Persia and Batman combat controls. And you guys uh-huh. disagree with me or agree with me, whatever. And then I gave it more of like the single player campaign, like a Gears of War feeling of uh, linear type of gameplay. It felt uh-huh. like Gears of War to me, third person, you know, hopping over objects and things like that. That's what it felt like to me, you know. And but it was great. It was a great experience. Got like Deacon said, great voice actors and everything. So. So uh, enough of Rise, that, uh, I guess. But go ahead. Go ahead. Get, I'm hoping that they'll get a chance, man, to just improve on it, like in a sequel or something. Like, I mean, because yeah. the foundation for this game, I mean, it's not the greatest. I mean, they have some of the quirks. You know, some of the AI was ridiculous, and yeah. you know, some of the combat could have been a little bit better. But I mean, if they just get an opportunity, I mean, like you said, whoever said it, I mean, it started out as a Connect only title, and to now, go Adam, from yeah. that to this right now, I mean, I think that's. They did a hell of a job, man, taking it from a Kinect game to, to all the way to this. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, that they get, I hope that they get a chance to dig deeper into I mean, whether that be DLC or sequel, man, I'm hoping that this just isn't a Oh, problem. yeah. Like, there wasn't enough variety in the bad guys either, stuff like that. But you're right. It, you could see the potential. It was just screaming for this whole game. It was uh, it was pretty impressive. Well, let's... Uh, let's uh, Give a stab to rise and hope it does better and all that stuff. But uh, let's talk about some of the resounding favorites here, like Forza. Uh, I haven't played much. Uh, I popped it in, got cut off by all my friends in, 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 in the driver cars, <laughs> and uh, you know, especially that Brent. That would be Brent. Sorry. He drives like a drunk driver. At least his driver car drives like a drunk driver. So, um, I mean. You guys have jumped in. I, I'm going to sit back with this uh, this Forza talk here, but uh, like, well, let's start off with Brent. Like, I mean, what's drawing in the Forza? Is it the typical uh, what we're used to Forza? I won't say Forza, well, Forza Horizon because that was a different type of game, but Forza Four, you know, right. that sort of thing. There's there's a lot of similarities, and Turn Ten really follows this, the adage of if it's not broke, don't fix it. And so we actually reported back at E3 that uh, the art community was going to get a massive boost with this new Forza game. And we, we actually reported on a previous podcast that the level cap for the layers used to create the artwork was going to be raised. And thankfully, it, you know, it has. So the reason that this is so, such an important thing, and I touched on this in the review, is that not only do you have the beautiful graphics and everything like that that you see throughout the you know the racetracks and the cars, but you can also create amazing pieces of artwork that you can take out and race and drive and stuff like that. And now that 
the layers used to be capped at a thousand layers each side for your left and right sides in the top and hood. But now that's been increased to 3000. So one of the things that's been really sort of drawn me in to the game is not so much just the racing because we've all seen that. We've all seen the promo videos and all the hype and all this kind of stuff, the demos and whatnot. We've all seen that. But I think when you dive in, and I think this applies to all games, when you can dive into a game and see such a massive improvement on such a secondary focus that it almost like the turns drawing it in... tools or the right, artistic exactly. tools. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It almost makes it so that the game itself develops and grows as almost a secondary title. Well, it's because everybody you... contributes to that. <laughs> that part of the game in a sense where they're all building custom decals and stuff oh, like that. Exactly. Right? That's cool. exactly that perpetuates and the popularity, which is pretty cool. Right. Now, one feature that I would wish that they would incorporate would be smart glass. Yeah. It's pretty because basic from what I saw. I feel that it would be an amazing innovation. You guys can, you know, chime in on this too, but if you were sitting there, right. And you had your car on the screen, but yet you could tune it using smart glass i think that would be insane and then you could just tune it from your tablet jump right into a race and boom there you go you know what i mean uh, or even better yet if there was a way that you could almost when you test drive the car uh to see how your your performance ratings goes to make adjustments on the fly so that it's you know through your tablet so it's like okay i don't like the way the the suspension is, you know, going into its corners and stuff like that, and it's, you know, the tail is kicking out too much. So let me make some adjustments and take this next corner and see how that works. You know, so I think something like that I hope they would include for future releases because, you know, to do artwork or tuning from a tablet would be amazing. What about you, Scratch? What do you think of Forza 5? Have you been playing it or have you not? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I've been playing. Uh, my, if you see my driver tar, it's the one that breaks at the last minute and then plows through the corner. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm working on that. But, uh, yeah, I, my, I have a friend, shout out to Pat, um, who pretty much lives in the artwork. And I was thinking about him when when you were talking about just how robust this artwork stuff is, and 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 he does it a lot. Um, oh, he he contributes quite a bit with. Uh, oh yeah, he's like always every night, you know. But the thing of it is, I don't know how he gets time to race, um, but he must because I never run into his drive guitar, so maybe it's <laughs> too good for me. I don't know. But oh, that's um, cool. So but that, I've been playing. I've been playing. I've only got a couple of cars. I got a, maybe an hour, or two hours into it. I'm not even sure. Yeah, I'm um, not much into it either. I I, uh, I will. I will probably when I complete rise. But um, cool. So it, you're very minimal into it. Fun, so you've been minimal into it. What about you, yeah. Deacon? What a, like? What's have you uh, been playing fours at all, or you just scraped the, the surface yeah, like scratch yeah, it? Yeah, you know, dude. I, I, I think that Drivatar thing is one of the coolest things that um, that that's come this next generation, man. I mean, just because you know that was the thing that when I first put boards in, I think that man that feature is good because you know what I mean. You're playing right now. I've played against Esco and DJ Dash and all these people, but it's not actually them. It's that Drivatar. I mean, I think that's just 
coolest thing when I put the game in there. I mean, just to have those credits that my driver's house out there kicking butt. And and not only that, man, the game just looks great. It's one of the best looking racing games I've, I've ever seen. I mean, it just looks that good. Oh yeah. But I want to echo. I want to echo that smart screen comment, man. I wish that they would have implemented smart screen that way. That would have been a really cool thing to do, man. Just to have your car detail it. Wouldn't it? Smart that would have been great. I'd yeah. have like no money left if I could like. If I could be like driving, you know, like riding around in the car and like just going through you know, my vehicle and buying stuff for when I get home, you know what I mean? I broke all the time. <laughs> That's cool. What about you, Adam? Have you been playing uh, Forza? Yeah, a little bit. Um, the the Drivatar thing is is very underrated. Like the fact that I I actually want to play the campaign because I'm racing my friends, even though I'm not racing my friends in real time. It. It's awesome seeing... It's the AI as your friends, basically. The fact, the fact that I see that I could beat Major Nelson on the track is awesome. And, and like other famous people I have on my friends list, it's, it's awesome. Um, I agree with the smart class. I mean, that would have been really cool. Even having simply as if you could have had the telemetry on your second screen just to see how it's going, that would have been cool. Or even yeah. you use it for the, the painting with your touchdowns mm-hmm. and stuff, that'd be really neat. Yeah, Brent suggested that on a phone call with me. And I was like, hey, that. Because for me, I'm a graphic designer by trade. I love drawing, I love designing, and that sort of thing. But drawing on Forza, I, I might as well be given a needle with a little <laughs> drop of paint on the end and <laughs> and literally have a bazillion hours to paint something. And I don't work like that. I draw with my hands and sketch and you know, you know that, that sort of thing. I would make an Xbox Attic car decal or whatever. Yeah. You know, I totally would. But... I mean, I, I I don't know. I I might as well be painting with my feet while I'm at it. I mean, it's it ain't, it ain't happening, and that's no, the frustrating I've, part. I've, I've really been enjoying it though, because it's you're you're racing real people now. You're not racing that that computer that takes the line yeah. and slows yeah. down and stuff. It's your friends that are the AI basically. Yeah, which is great. I mean, yeah. I have to race against Brent that's weaving all over the place and slamming on the brakes. Uh, and uh, that, so that's the cool part that. Let's uh, let's cut away from the games a little bit here. Um, I want to talk about the rest of, like outside of the games, the the features of the the operating system, the television, that sort of thing, and what features? <laughs> what features? Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to start with Deacon, and I'm going to sort of go around my screen here. Have you besides the games? First question: Have you plugged in a television into it and played around with the? The one guide, I guess it's called. Oh, oh yes, yes, sir, I have. I was, I was hesitant to do that because when they announced oh, yeah. it, I'm like, I was like, you know what? I watch TV and I game. Those are two separate things. I'll just keep it that way. When I got the Xbox One, I said, you know what? I'm gonna try this anyway. I have this console. I mean, why not try? Plug it in, see what happens. Yeah, exactly, man. So I hooked it up, dude, and I won't go back, man. <laughs> well, okay. Let me ask you a first question. The more technical. Who's your provider for your your television? Who's your AT and T Uverse? I've got Uverse. Um, when okay. I synced it up, I, I put the HDMI from the Uverse box into the Xbox One. It went through the whole settings of hey, you know, let's just go ahead and get your service provider done. Uh, do you see the previous? And it, it was yes, listed there. How walk us through a little yeah, bit what you did? Like in other words, you hooked it up. Menu on the screen. Did it ask you? Who's your provider? And you had a big honking list there or something? Or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It says, actually, who your provider is. It gives you a list. You know, mine came up uh, first. And then once you get your provider, then it asks you what your set-top box, who's the manufacturer. 
and uh, you select that, and then when you select your manufacturer box, it'll it'll try to get the signal from the HDMI thing, and it'll show it on the screen. Say, hey, do you see a signal? Do you see an image? And then you go hit next, and yes, you hit the signal, and then it'll start back doing various commands. Like, okay, we're gonna try and send the command to your TV. Let us know if your volume goes up, and then it'll send the volume command. So okay, well, okay. let us know if yeah, it'll go through a whole bunch of stuff like that. Mm, okay. Just to make sure that the Xbox. Was it, it hard? It controls more than just your channels with one guy. I mean, it controls volume, volume down. I mean, it controls everything, man. So. Cool. How difficult would you say it was? Easy? Moderate? That was very easy. Yeah, oh, very cool. Easy. I mean, okay. I, my little well, brother could do it. Okay. Cool. Well, I, I got a question on that real quick. Uh, can you actually use it if you have a DVR box? Can you set it up to record? Like, will it control it to record? Uh, no, it doesn't control, like, the in-game menu. It doesn't, it doesn't control, okay. like, um, if you've got to go to menu and, and set some recordings and stuff like that, the Xbox One doesn't do that. Okay. Because so if you say, I record that, it'll probably start recording your game. or It'll, it'll record some gameplay stuff. Yeah, it won't <laughs> record your show. So you still have to go into it and select your favorite programming to record. You can't even, like, if you're on a channel, you can't tell it to record that particular uh, program. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. I mean, that's just... You know what else would be nice? Having the one guide in Canada, so shush. <laughs> we got screwed every time. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think overall, man, the TV functionality, the way that it multitasks, and, you know, just, I, think it's, I think it's great. I mean, there wasn't this much excitement around the PS4. I mean, because my brother got a PS4, and it was just like, eh, okay, here it is. You got but games, I'm, go play your games. Yeah, the Xbox One, man, blew them away, dude. I mean, because, I mean, they pulled it off. I mean, they still got stuff missing. There's a oh, lot oh, of yeah. stuff that needs to get done. But, yeah, we'll talk about uh, the missing stuff in a few minutes, but I wanted to talk about the TV because that's the big thing that they scared us with at the reveal. <laughs> that, you know, yeah. you what, know what, they, did, they did themselves no favors when the first commercial for the Xbox One yeah. was a freaking NFL commercial. I'm like, man, nobody wants to see that, man. <laughs> exactly, and it was it scared a lot of people. Show me the games. People, it scared a lot of people. Truth be known, it did. It scared me, I tell you. I was like, oh, okay, well, where's this going? The TV portion seems to be pretty good where Deacon lives. What about you, Scratch? And then I'll go, I'll stick to the U.S. guys because I think it's going to work better there and me and Adam will get screwed again, but Scratch, <laughs> what, what do you nice. <laughs> Well, it's true. Um, but the writing's on the wall there. You know. Go ahead, so, so I set my TV up and uh, probably the coolest thing about it is like my jaw hit the floor when I saw how like the IR blasting worked so well for like turning my TV out. Like, if I say Xbox off, and then you have to say yes. Um, <laughs> like, my TV and everything goes off. Like, it shuts my TV off. It shuts everything I have hooked through it. Uh, it all goes off. Like, my whole entertainment shuts down That's when cool. I say Xbox off. And as easy as that, I work for a, I work for a, my local ISP. It's just a small, like, unknown. Like, we're, we're just local. I deal a lot with with television stuff and 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 programming, you know, people's universal remotes, and you know, I I, I deal with everybody from people who who think they know everything about technology to but people who who yeah, and they don't, but <laughs> all the way down to people who wouldn't be able to turn something on if the power button isn't red. You know what oh, I mean? They can't okay. read power; they look for red. You know what I mean? 
so I know what it's like to like program stuff into stuff. But <clears throat> so I was a little, I was a little worried about how technical this would be, and I think, I think it was like set up. It's like okay, pick your type of your TV, like Deacon was explaining. You know, I won't go back through all. Of you pick, you pick what you want, and you say it, and it says, say it tells you to say mute your TV. You say it, and it's like, did it mute? And I'm looking, I'm like, oh my god. My TV just muted. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, wow. You must have appreciated the sticker on the back that actually says, this is the port to the TV. This is the port. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny, too. But, I mean, they, they make it real. I mean, it's it's real tech uh, tech proof, you know. Well, I mean? let me like, ask you it, this. Did it work with your cable provider or satellite or whatever? So the So the one guy part doesn't work well. It might. I might be able to trick it into working if I can find another. I'm, I'm actually the boxes that we have, like the, the set-top boxes that we have. Um, it doesn't work with that. Well, I think it'll turn it on and off, but it doesn't work like when you try to change the channels because with the one guide pull, and stuff. Yeah, because we can't pull up the guide information. So I was talking to a guy that I work with, and we actually get our guide programming from. Um, our guide programming is is um, identical to a company Another place in Chicago. Okay. So I was I was thinking about maybe I was I have tried it yet, but I'm thinking in my head that you know maybe I can find Tell out it's a you know what it is over in Chicago there. and just say I'm there and then it will be the same, oh, which I, I'm right. sure it probably will. Oh, that's um, cool. Well, okay. But so I haven't done it yet. well, Brent, you have Directv, right? Yep. Okay. Did you try hooking this thing up, or are you just scared at this point? No, no, I'm, it's not that I'm scared. I just have absolutely zero desire to do that. Oh, yeah, you might. Because... Look, listen to these two guys. I mean, Deacon, well, no, Deacon I, was like... not believer. I, I remember talking to him about it, that D3. He was like, eh, well, you know. And now he's like, well, this is awesome. <laughs> you know? It's just like, you know, I'm hearing them say, like, when it when you tell it to turn off, it shuts the TV off. Well, what if I want to watch TV but not have my Xbox on? You know what uh-huh, I mean? So, wait, there you go. The best thing about that is there is a setting within your settings that says, "Hey, what do you want the Xbox to do when you tell it to turn off?" You either want oh, to turn really? off. Oh, really? Yeah. So people don't know this, man, which is Microsoft's fault for not going into Speak detail it. about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But you can tell you can tell it, "Hey, I just want you to turn off my cable box, or I just want you to turn off my console. I don't want you to turn off my TV." You can. There are settings in there that says, "Hey." I want you to turn off this particular thing or all those things. So yeah, you can do that. So when you let me ask you this, uh, Deacon, this is probably answer Brent's question. If you tell it Xbox off, and you're watching through the Xbox, let, let's say you're watching a football game or whatever through the Xbox, but you say, ah, oh, I just want to turn the thing off, but I'm just going to watch it uh, straight off the cable box and not have it feed through the Xbox. Is will it with the Xbox no. shut off and and it's not gonna do that. It's not, it's not gonna do that because it, because when you when you connect it, your Xbox One is essentially for DVR or your set top box, right? So if you turn off the Xbox, you won't be seeing any TV because that's just the way that it's connected. Okay. Okay. So in other yeah. words, if you shut off the Xbox, there's no passive no pass through kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have passive pass through. Okay. So in other words, you shut it off, the TV shuts off. So Brent, yeah, I think you're SOL in that department. Yeah, exactly. All right, okay. all right. So, and then yeah, I also that, like to go ahead, guys. 
Oh, that's oh no, go ahead, dude. Something that they'll introduce, and hopefully that's something that they'll fix. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool if they did, but I think uh, I it's mean, getting I there, also, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'd also like to see such things as, like, I have a DVR, for instance. I would like to see my Xbox One be able to, if I, you know, wanted to record a show that I'm watching on my Xbox, to actually record a show that I'm watching on my Xbox. You could probably you do know? it to, to send an IR command... From the Xbox to you know to your set top, well, who knows? Here in Canada, to to to, to sulk and cry with Adam, <laughs> yeah, you know. You guys got first world problems over there. We don't even have the one guide. <laughs> <laughs> well, here basically the one guide, uh, nothing. It's blank at this point, but I'm sure with an update and all that stuff later on. But we're we didn't get Netflix till three years later, so. Uh, that that's how it is up in Canada. So they got a doggy sled everything up here. So, right. Now let's talk about a little bit about more of the interface experience. So Deacon, you said you have a, a cousin brother that has a PS4 or something. Yeah, yeah, my brother has a PS4. Oh, PS4. What about you, Adam? Close friend, PS4. Nope, no one. No one. Okay, so no enemies for you. What about you, Scratch? I do not know anyone with a PS4. What about you, Brent? Well, you? I take that not back. I probably do. Okay. Maybe one or two. Okay, so oh, I guess what I'm getting at with this is the the experience with the dashboard, you know, how you're inviting friends to party chat, to share video, all that stuff, the, the experience. Let's start with Adam. He's been quiet, and then we'll jump to Brent, and then we'll jump to our guests. And, uh, what do you think of the interface and the usability and all this stuff? What, what do you think about it? What do you think? Well, the, the multitasking I'm really enjoying. Like, if I want to pop out, check something or whatever, my game just stays in a frozen state. I can multitask, do something else, or snap something on the side I really like. That being said, I wish things were switched a little bit. Uh, like, the friends system and the invite system, I, I wish it was basically just a 360 version. Because getting a party going and getting into a game is, is an interesting feat sometimes. Uh, especially with Battlefield, because there's a bug where if you can't make a party, if the game's running, you have to do the party first, then start the game. Well, Why Battlefield, I don't know, but it's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, the multitasking thing I'm really enjoying. The game DVR I love. Um, Only does 30 seconds, though. No, you can do five minutes. You just have to five manually minutes. set it to do five minutes. Oh, do you? I'll yeah. have to find that yeah. setting buried somewhere. You, 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 snap the, you snap the game DVR to the side, and then you can do... Record the last five minutes or record the next five minutes. Oh, okay. But the voice command will only do 30 seconds. It's just meant to do little clips, not full-on videos. Oh, I get you. Oh, learn something every day. Um, what else? The Like pet peeves, likes, dislikes, whatever, you know. Throw it out yeah, there. The, the, you, can't even, you can't even do voice messages, which... Really yeah. yeah, that that's something that the the party chat alone is just it's it's frustrating because I can't see people. You don't see people come online, and the whole friend system has changed. Where I don't know to be a friend, you have to follow them and they have to follow you, but you can't see who's following you natively. You have to go into your followers and actually look. Oh, who's this guy? I have no idea. And then you have to follow them back if you want them to be a friend. Is that how it works? Yeah, I was wondering yeah. how that worked. I was like. Yeah. I, I love that I can have more than 100 friends now because I was capped forever, but uh, I'm sure... I'll we all were, man, I think. Uh, I mean, right. I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't had a lot of the Xbox MVPs on my friends list because they, they're in a different time zone and I never really played with them. And I figured, oh, I might as well just put people I play with on a regular basis in the same time zone. 
So well, now, now it's now a little bit more liberating, out, you know. So you can add as many people as you want, really. Yeah, exactly. It's more liberating. What about you, Brent? Is there stuff that that you're, you know, uh, like, dislike, uh, interface? Well, you know? he loves to connect. Well, yeah, like, w- when it comes to connect, I got to touch back on Rise because, like Adam was saying, it, it's a game that was originally focused around connect, and, you know, now it's not. Now it, people are, you know, it's better. And that's the thing, like, I personally don't feel that it really benefits me in terms of any sort of gaming application in any in any sort of way. So I still think it's completely useless. And one thing that does upset me is when I'll be playing Battlefield 4, and then the people will come through, the I'll hear them, and they'll say, Xbox, record that. And all of a sudden, like, there goes my console recording something. I was like, what? Like, you know, I'm just, like, running through a field. And I was like, great, 15 seconds of me running. So it's, I mean, I don't know. It needs it, work. It, needs, it definitely needs work. It needs work in getting out of the market. Like, well, I don't know. Well, look at it this way. I, I'm going to sort of crank back the clock here. Most of you, when we first got the 360, you guys remember what that thing looked like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the... The blades and all that stuff, I mean, we, we kind of grew to like it and everything else, but it started off. And then what we've got, what it matured to, so I, can, I guess we got to kind of buy into their their thing, I guess. But uh, let, let me ask you guys, like, let's let's start with Deacon on what do you like about the interface and what things are pissing you off or liking it, whatever, you know. Well, you know, I've, I've, I've been toying around this interface because I haven't had a chance to sit down and just dig into it and see what it's all about while we've been on this Skype call. I've been just flipping through and trying to make sense of it all. And I actually I actually like it better than the Xbox 360 one. That's because, I mean, it, even though it's, I think it's a little bit more cluttered. From a visual seems, standpoint, you're talking about though, right? It, it seems like I have more access quickly to the things that I want to get to. And it's just right there. I think they did a better job. It's, I mean, it's just, it seems like there's more to it, but it's, it's sort of kind of simplified at the same time. I mean, I know it doesn't make any sense, but I actually like it better, especially with the big big thing when you, as soon as you boot up your dashboard, you see whatever you were doing last in that big block instead of some huge ad. I think that's a yeah. biggest yeah. Is there anything that's, uh, that's, that's happened that you went, oh, okay, well, why the hell did this happen? And you know, uh, I've had that happen to me a couple times, but I want to hear if it happened to you guys or whatever. Or... Yeah, I mean, there's like the demos. You can't find demos unless you search for them. They don't. They don't show you demos at all unless you search for the demo. Oh, so if you want a game <laughs> demo, it's yeah, somewhere buried there's no somewhere. Setting in the store, there's no setting in the store that says, "Hey, game demo." You have to, you have to actually go search for a demo, and even if if you go into the store, you hit on the game. Like let's say there's a there's a demo right now for NBA Live about 14. If you go to the game store and you click on NBA Live 14, that's the game. It's not even going to link you to the additional demo. You have to actually oh really? Go, yeah, you have to go search for the demo because it's not because it's a separate anyway. product in a sense. Yeah, I don't even. I oh don't wow. know if They're going to clean that up later on, but as of right now, no. There's no way to get the demos unless you actually know that there's yeah. a demo out there. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Anything else that you can think of that? Uh... That may or may not, uh, that you went, well, that was kind of weird, uh, I did this, or whatever, no? You know, just what we've already talked about, man, just some of the things that are that are hard to find. Like, wait a minute, you know, like, when you go into uh, system settings, trying to find out whether you're going to delete, you can't, you 
can't do that. I don't know if that's something you want to talk about later, if that pertains to what you're asking me right now. But well, anything. I was, trying to, I was trying to go and delete a game, man, and I couldn't because you can't access your freaking hard drive. Oh, that's right. You, like, If you wanted to get rid of a game, can you delete it right now? Yes. yes. Yeah, you can delete it. You have to go to that individual game to do it, but you can't delete like a list. They don't let you access your hard drive to see. Oh, how much like space it is on the 360. Things. Like this game is categorized, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You can't oh, even get oh. to the hard drive to see what you have on there. Apparently, you can't <laughs> even get the amount of hard drive space you got left. Yeah, yeah, you can't. So yeah, if you're I full, man, um, yeah, it should. <laughs> I, right now, I don't think with every game on the market thrown on your hard drive, I don't think you'd fill it up. But dude, you're probably dude, close. You can only hold about maybe 10 or 12 games this generation because they're all like 20, 30 gigs a piece. Yep. So, in other words, I wonder if somebody out there has actually filled it up and went, okay, now what? <laughs> or, well, or You can delete them as you go. That's not a really a big issue. Plus, I wonder if an error comes up and says, full, sorry, go away, or, you know. Yeah, but if you just delete and reinstall, I mean, the... The install times on this thing, man. Oh, that's it's brutal. Ridiculous. Oh, they're brutal. Yeah, brutal yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Wow. What about you, Scratch? Have you... I will preface this by saying that all of my complaints, I think, could be fixed by, you know, software and, and uh, dashboard updates. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anything... I don't think any of this is limited by the hardware. <clears throat> so that's a good thing. But I guess the first thing, I have a question for all of you. Do any of you join a party and you don't want party chat turned on? No, no I always want it no. turned on. I haven't set up yet. Yeah. That's what they default. Yeah. You join the party and then you're not in it yet. Yeah. Yep. You have to go and turn it on. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. I did that with uh, Ace Attorney and I had to turn it on. I was like, what? <laughs> so, so you can have up to, I think, 32 people in a party now. 32 can, people. Yeah, but well. you can only have eight microphones active. Yeah, that would have a crazy amount of crosstalk. Holy so, crap! So I believe, I believe that is why, I believe that's why they have it defaulted, you know, to not be on. So like, I get why they do it, but it doesn't. It's not good. I don't like it. Oh uh, um, yeah. The other thing is, is the whole party thing, like, and this is you guys can all test this out for free, people <laughs> for who are free. listening. Is go get Killer Instinct and get in a party with three people, and then and then try to invite one of them to fight against you. Yeah, you can't. I, you can, but I guess you don't really just get to pick who joins. Or oh, I, really? I don't know. Yeah, it was. That's I crazy. didn't. You know, I, I, I'm not going to knock that too hard because. Well, they got to fix it. You know, I didn't get more than a. I didn't get more than about a half an hour with a friend of mine playing. Um, I won because he was drunk, but. Um, I didn't get more than a half an hour of playing with him to get that figured out, but I'm not too sure that I'm really digging the whole parties are attached to your multiplayer gaming experience. I, I would, I would like yeah. to, I'd love to see it back to um, managing your game party within the game itself. Yeah, right. I think that that's. But doesn't that the way it works on the 360 anyway? Why did well, they like take Halo for example, right? So you have like there's Halo parties and then there's like, you know, invite Xbox Live party, like they're separate, but but they integrate together within the game and then you can just swap back and forth between you know, the game and the it's just easier to, to see it on there. You know, I I don't know that I would want it, you know, to snap party all the time. Hmm. You know, yeah. when you're 
playing those games. Like that's, it seems a little clunky to me. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I wish they would do is that if one of the person or one of the people that are in your party, if their microphone emits a noise that sounds like Xbox at an elevated level, I wish it would automatically mute their mic because I <laughs> I've had a couple of experiences where I'm trying to talk to somebody else and then you have someone else that's in your party like and none of these are my friends there are people who join randomly if you forget to lock it <laughs> but I don't care to listen to them yell at their connect while we're trying to talk <laughs> yeah right sounds like something Brent would do you know so like I, I, connect. I, uh, <laughs> I would love it if, if there was just a setting there if 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 your Xbox or if the party hears someone go Xbox, then it automatically mutes that microphone after that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they can do that or not, but I don't really care to listen That'd to. That probably take some CPU cycles like crazy, <laughs> but hey, you never know. I guess. Yeah. Anything um, else on the interface side or the web? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's difficult. I, it's it really for me. It kind of revolves around the party, and I and to touch back on. Uh, what was said before about like seeing your friends pop online and stuff like that you know when I get a thousand friends I don't want my activity feed you know going through all the time but I would like it so that my favorites list had just a little bit more to it than being favorites like I want all my 360 notifications for people on my favorites list so I want to uh, see okay. them pop online you know I want to see I'd like to see some stuff like that come in because it, it, does, it does feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect when, you know, I have to stop my game and in and out. It is quick. It's quick to check your activity feed, but you know, to, to pause my game and jump online real and see if my friend's on yet or not. Well, let me ask you this: your 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 moderator on Xbox.com forums has the talk over there about all these quirks of the dashboard been on there? Has it been pretty? pretty tame or has it been like people <laughs> going all crazy or it's worse before they had it in their hands um well yeah i meant from people actually touching it and using it kind of thing now that they have it to be quite honest with you i think a lot of the uh i mean there's still some hate going on for sure but like you know what's weird the... is that i've seen this this generation and deacon he, he I, I won't say deacon's an old timer like me but he he he's been around the block a couple of times, and I I've never seen a generation of people yapping about two consoles and not even touching the thing and hating yeah, something. I hate, I hate that too, man. I hate they, they didn't even touch it. They didn't even look at it. They but they're they hate it before they even touched it or saw it or experienced it. That's the part. This I've seen this generation was worse. The last time the 360 came out on its own and the Wii and PS3 came out later, but I've never seen that before where you get people hating on a line like crazy. They never even touched it. They haven't yeah, they even did. looked at it. They, they they badmouth it and everything else until they actually played it. And I'm like, wow. that that They, they dream up this stuff. They conjure up this whatever they believe in, and it's uh, it's pretty staggering. You're like My, my uh, pet peeve lift is pretty small, actually, for the Xbox. It's... I had this happen to me. I was pressing the ever-familiar X in the middle. What do they call that thing? The home the button. The home button or guy or whatever. Button. Yeah. Well, it's not the guide anymore because it doesn't have a guide well, anymore. Well, that's right. That's well, this is what happened to me. <laughs> I, I'm thinking in my head like the 360, so I'm touching this thing, and I'm expecting a menu to come up. No, it just minimizes your game 
and it goes in that big box Deacon was talking about. And I was expecting to scroll down and do something. Well, what I ended up doing, I hit the button, it minimized. Without thinking twice, I intuitively went down and hit the button. Well, then it loaded another game and lost all the shit I was working on. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell happened there? And I was like, oh, you know, so all the stuff you've learned about the 360, and if you don't sort of be careful going in, you're going to lose whatever you're working on. So what it did is I jumped out of Rise and went and loaded Power Star Golf. And I'm like, I didn't want to play golf right now. What the hell? I had to go back, and then I had to start the level all over again. And I was like, ah. Oh. But, again, it's not a big deal. It's just you got to be careful as far as that. But I love the interface. It's clean. It's, uh, I, I didn't know about the friends thing, about the follow, follow, become friends. Uh, you know, if you're almost like Twitter, I guess. Well, see, here's here's a little thing that kind of uh, gets me hot under the collars. Whenever you get a notification, a message, a party invite, anything, you know, under the sun, you always get a little bleep, bleep, you know, sound. And You're talking now or the old days? No, now. Okay. Like, bef before you could turn off that sound. That notification now stuff. Yeah, now you can't. So if you've got, let's say, a thousand friends and people just start messaging you, um, oh my! Oh yeah, you, you know that's it's just good. Yeah, it's gonna go crazy. Oh yeah, a thousand people and that every notification on <laughs> Bob's online oh, and this person's God. online. Stuff will yeah, get exact. Exact. messages now randomly. I could see that being you know <laughs> uh, a bit of uh, an issue, but I mean overall, uh, we're gonna wrap this up, guys, because uh, we're we're pushing the hour here. But I'd like to to basically thank you guys for coming. Uh, especially Scratch and Deacon for taking some time out of their, their busy schedule of uh, being on our modest little podcast of episode 23, which is uh, we don't do podcasts on a weekly basis, uh, but right, basically right. it's uh, I think we got some good stuff to look forward to for uh, oh, yeah. for the stuff. And we could talk about all the other games too, but we'll be here for, for hours on end, uh, you know, yeah. talking about how great this game and that game is but uh i think uh, at the same token uh make sure you visit our guests website unscriptedxbox.com is that it that's the new name i was going to say unscripted 360 but do both domains still work deacon yeah both of them still we direct to each other but yeah it's unscriptedxbox.com so yeah. yeah it still works with the other and, one as well and basically he has a show i think it's saturday central at 10 o'clock i'd say 10 a.m. Central Standard Time every Saturday. That's right. He he does a live That's broadcast. That's like 11 a.m. your time. That's like 11 a.m. in Canada. In Canada, yeah, yeah. East Coast time. Canada's just one time zone. Yeah. It's all the same time zone. It's all, it's all 11 a.m. Canada, yeah. <laughs> <It's some part. laughs> so basically, uh, he does it live. So when people come on, and I, I'm sure they're well-behaved when they jump on, but it's a, it's a good treat. And uh, uh, Brandy, Danger Doll, she co-hosts with him and... Uh, they're always a, a fun bunch to, to have a chat with. And then Scratch, uh, do you do a podcast? Uh, uh, we do. Not weekly yet. We're working on that, but yeah, we do. So you try to do monthly, whatever, but check out yep. his website for more Seems details. Like. Uh, website domain would be xboxgamer.me. Is that it? That, that is correct. Yeah. So Love. make sure you go over there, check out their community and everything else. And uh, um, these guys are MVPs, hi. and we yeah come in, go in and say hi to these guys, and, and check things out. You know, I think uh, I think overall uh, these guys have been around for a while. I mean, uh, Deacon, when did you start your site? When the 
far back is. Oh, wow, man. It's, um, geez, at the end of 2005 or six, I think. Oh, and the 360 came out, <laughs> literally, that year. Yeah. Wow. And then Scratch, you've only started this site here, but you've been a moderator in the forums for a long time. Right. Yeah, well, I've been a part of several different sites since around that same time, but this uh, this site here, the XboxGamer.me, I started um, on the announcement of the Xbox One, which was back in May. Yeah. Um, so we kind of dissolved the other one and rolled it over into this one. Um, I was a member of the podcast for BreakingTheGame.com for years before that, <clears throat> which that kind of dissolved as well. Um, that's cool. And yeah, and I've been mon or well, I've only been moderating for a couple of years on the forums, but I've been on the official Xbox.com forums. So for those yep. of you paying yep. attention, official Xbox.com forums, hanging out with my buddy Deacon. Yep. So um, at the end of the day, uh, I tell people go find the community that suits your style of finding a community online. You know what I mean? So that's uh, that's the best thing. So we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, I'm not sure if we're gonna have a a Christmas thing, but I'm hoping to get the other MVPs on here, so we're gonna bolt out of here. Everybody say good night, goodbye, good night, goodbye, good night, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, Cam. No yeah, problem. thanks, thanks, Cam. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming out, guys.